What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Untapped Podcast. My name is Jacob Gable. And my name is Jacob Borgs. Guys, today we have a Forging Fortitude episode for you. Mm. First one of season three. Smooth. Yeah, dude. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, t- tell me about tell me about two words just flowing together. Come on. <laughs> no now. kidding. What Come is that now. called? Uh, alliteration when it's the is same that right? letters? Is that right? Yeah, I, I, think so. I think that's right. Yeah. I went to honors language arts. You're, class. you're a language arts major. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, major. No, I was Imagine not. Imagine how bad that would be. Oh, I'd be miserable. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Untapped Podcast. If this is your first time listening, first of all, thank you for choosing us. If it is your first time, we have five formats for our podcast. First, like we have today. We have Forging Fortitude. This is where we cover the mental side of things, okay? So the overall idea of our brand is combining the physical and mental health and combining them into one and really exploiting the connection between the two, which is actually what we're going to do quite a bit with today. Um, Next, we have Physical Vitality. This is where we cover the physical side of things. So these are our more fitness-based episodes, okay? You got two certified personal trainers, um, and this is kind of our expertise. This is what we do every single day for a living and this is what we do every single day for ourselves as well um so we're going to talk a lot about being at your peak form physically in those episodes beautiful so our uh final two with the obvious added one on the fifth one there uh is first our breaking news episodes which breaking news um is a little throwback to current event type of Mm -hmm. episodes uh fits pretty well i think for those of you that are just listening to season three now but uh we go over past and how it connects to the current day. Uh, we talk about current day events. We give our opinions on them. We call it bullshit. We're like, okay, should you be freaking out on this? Should you not? That type of thing. Um, and then our next one is our night's table episodes, mm-hmm. which are dirty um, for the men, for the boys. <laughs> but we actually do have a strong female listenership on those episodes we as well. Yeah. And which we love because yeah. we absolutely love those episodes. As you can tell, it's kind of a cool name. Um, you know, creative guys, or should I say, creative producer in, oh uh, in what's Mitchell up? Gable over here what's up <laughs> <laughs> but guys our fifth one uh, pretty obvious is our guest episodes we're yeah. keeping that pretty simple we bring somebody on that brings you value uh that we believe you know that we connect with really well and mm-hmm. that we can bring you a good conversation put yeah. simply yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well you want to hop right in yeah dude let's All do right, it dude. Let's season do three it. episode two here we go forging fortitude guys the overall idea of this episode is going to be the pursuit of pain the pursuit of pain we're about to tell you what that means okay so mitch over there is reading a book what's it called mitch dopamine nation dopamine nation why don't you kind of explain the overall idea of this book um the idea is to find balance this is from the front cover uh in the age of indulgence and i think it's a a really Mm. good idea well the the author I think I said was Anna Lemke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned this book in uh, the first episode. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. she's a psychologist. I want to say yeah. so. She has to diagnose patients, so she kind of has a understanding of the a lot of the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also a very close friend of Andrew Huberman. Yes, as extremely well. intelligent oh, people. There we go. Extremely yeah, intelligent. There we go. But the whole idea is is how our world is pushed with pleasure all day long right? right nothing should be hard everything should be easy quick you should never feel sad you should never be depressed mm-hmm. um everything should be rainbows all day long and yeah. she really is um diving if you're a bud light fan <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's right we're, ba- we're based uh, wrong episodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, breaking come, news. come back for a breaking news episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is to find balance between you know 
pleasure and pain and kind of yeah. you know merge those two sides and be able to maintain a level keel. Right. Basically, nice. nowadays people are trying to make happiness the default, and that's you know Mark Anthony Joe, mm. a, a friend of ours, talks about that a lot. You know that happiness is not the default, but you actually have to go out and earn your happiness each and every oh, yeah. day. And I, I really love that concept by him. Um, and that, that, that kind of fits into what we're what we're going to talk about here tonight. Hundred percent. Um, but guys, basically, first first point we want to cover is doing hard stuff, doing hard things, is going to bring balance, and that balance meaning that between pleasure and pain. Okay, and as Mitch just went over, you know, everything is is pushed towards pleasure, and that's just not like a. Uh, a realistic way to live. There we go. That's the that's the wording I was looking for. It's not a realistic way to live, okay? Because like I just said, happiness is not our default. We have to do things that are going to cause us to earn that happiness each and every day. This isn't like a, oh, I did this, so I'm going to be happy for a week straight. Oh, I did this, I'm going to be happy this year. I made a New Year's resolution, so therefore I'm happy all year. Like that's mm-hmm. just not how it's going to work because real quickly yep. things are going to go south, you know? So the way she describes it is a, a seesaw. If you're piling everything on the pleasure side, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to... You're, you're eventually going to kind of reorientate that be- baseline where um, the stuff that previously brought you pleasure does not anymore. It doesn't anymore. Right. Um, yeah. it's, like, yep. it's like a drug. You know, like I mean, heroin or meth that, or something. Yeah, and she's, she deals with that in a lot of clients, and yeah. she, she, she talks about that in the book, but it also could be... Um, a lot of normal day-to-day stuff that we see in, in our everyday mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Porn, um, food, uh, social media, mm-hmm. and that baseline when you're constantly consuming those dopamine-triggering you know, stimuli, uh-huh. you're never going to have that baseline. You're never going to be able to get enough of that. Right, right. You're, you're always searching for that first feeling is basically what you're saying there. You know, The first time you watch a super funny movie, you're going to laugh your ass off. But then the second time, you're not going to laugh as much. The third time, the fourth time, and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. you're going to stop laughing eventually because you know it's coming. And your body is no longer going to react to it. That's kind of a, an easy way to simplify that. you know. And, and that's basically what our world is, is full of. And I think it's intentional. I don't know what you think, but I think it's intentional to basically make us mentally weaker, mm-hmm. make us more depressed, more anxious, um, sadder, and just in general have mental health go south. Yep. You know? And if you have a whole population or a whole country, a whole world full of people like that, well, I think there's a, and I know I'm not alone here in this room, but there's a greater agenda there, you know, oh, trying yeah. to conquer people, trying to divide people. You know, and I'm sure originally that wasn't the the first part of the agenda, sure. I guess. Like, I'm sure. sure, like, originally it was to make life, you know, like the, the cotton gin is a good example for that back in, you know, we learned about that in history class mm-hmm. or whatnot. It made picking cotton easier, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, an invention like that is made to make something more efficient, you're able to then pick more cotton, that type of stuff. You're able to use, you know, more cotton, you're able to distribute more cotton. Cool. Sure. So inventions like at their core aren't necessarily evil, but the problem is it's gotten so quick. And one of my opinions that I'm sure you gentlemen would agree with, of course, but I tell a lot of people is I think our world has gotten too easy in, in every sort sure. of way. Like everything is too easy to access. Like Mitchell was just saying, you can access pornography within the click of a finger. You can access social media within the click of a finger. You can access Netflix in, within the click of a, of a remote, et cetera. Right. And all that is at your touch right there. And the world has never had that. Right. It has always been, if you wanted food, you couldn't just go to a grocery store. You had to go hunt for it. Sure. You had to actually work for it for your family. Or you had to you know, put in the hours at 
even an industrial plant back in the 1800s or something like that to then right. provide that for your family. So I wonder if you want to meet a girl, you had to go talk to her. Uh, and that's, that's kind of that's mm-hmm. a good one there for especially young men, men around our age and whatnot, really people in general, yeah. but specifically those populations. You used to have to go talk to girls and whatnot. Yep. And now if you want to see a, a hot girl, you just go to a porn site or five dollars a month or you just yeah, you go to OnlyFans, you go to Instagram, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. That's a very, very true point. You don't have to work for it anymore. There you you don't. And that is why younger boys and that's a lot of who i work around that's who i coach a lot like they can't hold conversation i'm not saying it's because 12 year old boys aren't only fans like i'm sure there are some and i hope to god i don't know Ugh. any of them but they can't hold conversations anymore because they have their conversations through their gaming headset or yep. through their phone or whatever you know we had a beautiful day here in st louis just this past week um and i one of my boys came in to have a pitching lesson or something doesn't matter I was like, hey, what'd you do today? It was beautiful outside. Did you get outside? And he goes, no, we played games all day. I was like, oh, like, did you play games outside? And he goes, no, we played Fortnite all day. I'm like, dude, you tell me you didn't go outside. Like, it was 75 and sunny. Like, it was, it was amazing outside. And he, and he just, like, kind of smiled. I was like, no, we played Fortnite. And it's just like, dude, what are we, what are we doing? And we're yep. kind of going down a, a line of a breaking news episode. And so maybe we should reel it back into what we're, our overall but idea here granted the the hard stuff it, it still it, matters it, it attaches yes it attaches yes. the point because like you said with, with when it comes to men too men had to build themselves up to be uh, applicable or attractive to women yes. as well yes so that's another thing as well that goes into our the quick dopamine mm-hmm. is because accessing that pornography also then discourages you as a person whether you're a male or female from building yourself up right because I mean, if you don't have to build yourself up to be attractive to a mate, mm-hmm. what reason do you have to build yourself up? You exactly. Can just access that quick dopamine, right? Out of fingers touch. So right. why not? Exactly. Why 100%. not just do that? One hundred percent. That's why. And I know, especially because we are younger, and especially you and I, because we are involved in um, the fitness side of social media. So we see a lot of people around our age that are in the gym and you know oh, yeah. trying to inspire people, just like we do, and we are. Um, but you go to a gym like the one I do, it's mostly an older crowd. I am by far one of the youngest people that have a membership to that gym, at least at the times I go. Maybe yep. it's different at different times, sure. different days, whatever. I'm also there basically every single day. But far and away, I'm the youngest person. You go to a big box gym, far and away, there are more older people than younger people, and that's because those generations grew up with the, hey, I have to get after it every day if I'm going to be an attractive person. And this is why, or that is why that population as well knows the value of hard work and mm-hmm. what that can do for you and whatnot. And that is, you know, that's why a lot of younger populations are struggling so much with, well, what do you mean? Why can't I make 250K right now? Well, bro, you got to work for that. That's the thing, because we see, we, we like, see it every day. We see right. it that like, oh, this 17 year old's making in the millions. Why right. can't I? Right. Or you see, um, you know, the, the influencers, and I'm not hating on influencers because, in ways we are them as well, mm. but obviously some people have bigger platforms, but you'll see basically fake influencers or fake uh, mental coaches or whatever posing with a, a hurricane that they're leasing and stuff, mm. you know, like it's fake, but it gives the impression that, well, you know, we're 24 years old. Like, why aren't we making millions yet? Why don't we have a hurricane? Like, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. And instead, we're in here every day trying to grind and, and figure out new ways, learning new things. It goes back to the three tips we gave at the end of episode one is learning new skills. That's what we're doing, trying to build a business, trying to figure out. Like, we, we don't know how to build a business. 
don't know how to build a podcast, but guess what? We're figuring it out along yeah. the way. We're sure, doing yeah. the work. Again, sure, do we hear tips and whatnot and well, that's tips learning, and tricks though. and stuff? It's, yeah. it's learning. Yeah. But again, we don't know how to do it. Exactly. We haven't done it. Exactly. Yeah. You and I, we, we've yeah. talked a ton about real estate and whatnot and how like that's a very attractive thing for us to get into. We know a few people that are involved, so we're going to try and learn we're from gonna them. We're going to learn from them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yep. I try. We are. We're going to learn from them. Yep. And so we're going to learn how to do all this stuff. We're going to put the work in. Yep. That's the bottom line. You well, got to put and, that work in. And that right there, what you're talking about is that earned dopamine that we kind of wanted to transition exactly. to, too, because it's the conversation about quick dopamine. Okay. Obviously, we just established that's bad. It's not a good thing. Right. But then we establish earned dopamine and the idea of that and how important that really can be. Because what you're even saying is, you know, those few people we do know that are well versed in real estate. Mm hmm. Those the learning from them is earned dopamine because guess what? We can't just, yeah. they aren't just handing it to us either. Oh, right. We right. then go to them, we learn from them, and then we turn it into something. Exactly. Like exactly. that's exactly what it is. Right. And it's, it's, you know, there are so many other ways that we could get that fake dopamine too, if we wanted to. If we didn't, if we wanted to just fall in line is the biggest thing. If we wanted to just fall in line, be like everybody else, go through a, Excuse me. Go through a uh, a degree program. Not hating on degree programs. Some people are very successful. At that Mitchell, you're one of them. Um, but if we wanted to just fall in line, like we could. But no, like we're trying to do something different. So we have to put that work in. We have to learn those new skills. We have to go have real conversations with real people. Jeff Lavecchio has been a great mentor to us. Oh, Brock Wilson, massive. another one. Yeah, you know both those two gentlemen. Andy, we don't know him personally, Andy Frisella, but we learn a lot from him. Bedros Koulian, another one. Like I go down the list of of people that we that we don't just listen to their podcasts. We don't just read their books. No, we actually use it. You know? Oh yeah. And that's that's exactly what we're trying to say here, guys, is is get that real dopamine here. Like that's the point here. Get that real dopamine and and whatever that is. There's a million different ways to do that. But you're gonna have to go through some level of pain. You have to go through some level of pain to want to learn those things if you truly want it. And that's that's one of the things Jocko talks a lot, a lot about. He yeah, always talks about one. he always talks about no free dopamine. And it's the mm -hmm. idea where you know, it's funny because you'll learn about this in the book you're about to read too with Atomic Habits mm -hmm. is you can just stack stuff on top of each other. So let's say you want to you know, go out to eat to for dinner with your friends at night or something like that because mm -hmm. you know, you want to enjoy a good meal out. Cool. Awesome. But let's say you know there's going to be cheesecake. You know, for sure you're a meat chowing on some cheesecake, which <laughs> I don't like cheesecake. Yeah. So you don't do you really not. It's all good. All right, yeah. well, let's let's do let's do cake then. <laughs> um, um, but whatever dessert you prefer. <laughs> um, but whatever dessert you prefer, let's say you're having that. Jocko says something that correlate with that is you have to knock out fifty push ups before you go out to that. Mm. And then you start setting weird little habits like that. Mm -hmm. You know, he always says, like, if you want to check your social media, knock out ten push ups. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's it's a very simple because because then if you correlate, you know, you knocking out the real dopamine in the push-ups uh -huh. with the quick dopamine is then you start craving that the fifty push-ups that fifty push-ups that little so, bit harsher pain so to speak. So the only devil's advocate thing, and this is just something I'm thinking about here. What do you think about people who go work out to just quote unquote earn the meal, or oh I earned Ooh, a night out drinking so all night. So, so what, there we go. What do you that's, think about that's that? a great that's a great devil's advocate because yeah. it's important to talk about. I think yeah. I think I think if that's your first concern, yeah. Let's let's say let's say right off the bat, that's a lot of people's concern when they probably first get into the gym. Like mm -hmm. you know when when they first discover fitness, they're like, "Man, now, you know, I can I can have my wine tonight." Right. Or I worked I, out 3 days exactly. this week. I can I can have, you know, 
some steak plus pasta and that equals 2,500 calories in one meal or something like that. When, when my, when my maintenance calories are 2,100, 2,100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's, so that's my problem is because you're right there. There's a big av- devil's advocate aspect to that because you have to understand that there is a limit to it as well. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is like a cutoff as well. hundred percent. Cause yes, at first, will that probably work hundred percent? Sure. Because you're, you're, like we have talked about in past fitness episodes, mm-hmm. there's going to be the newbie gains. There's going to be that type of stuff that you For gain sure. from it, et cetera, which, yeah. are, which is great. Great. Awesome. Super great. In the first six months. Right. I think it's awesome that that's how it starts because oh, it makes you want more. I, I love it. Our, yeah. our bodies were literally designed behind it. I know. It's it, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but so you'll get that initial results from it. Uh-huh. But if you continue on, again, packing on 3,000 calories when your maintenance calories are 2,100 right. calories. When you're not trying to bulk. When you're not trying to bulk. Right. In your 300 pounds, it's not going to go well for you. Right. So you have to eventually set a standard where, let's say, like you knock out those 50 push-ups, mm. that reward on the other end starts getting smaller and smaller. Sure. You know, you, at first you check social media for five minutes. Uh-huh. Next you check it for three. Yeah. Next you check it for two, et cetera, down the and line. And before you realize it, you're not even on. You're, it. Before you realize it, you're just doing push-ups to do push-ups. Exactly. And that's the idea. So yeah. if you're if you're not seeing any actual progress, and you can you guys can be honest with yourself on this type of stuff. Not can you you have to like, be. You have to you be have honest. To be. You have to be yeah. honest with yourself. So you have to look like, okay, am I really just exercising and my physique stays the same and I feel the same, but I'm just telling myself it's it's equally and I can go get ice cream. Right. And I think there's also an aspect to this that is almost priming yourself for instant gratification, which as we all know is not gonna happen in the gym. Now, yes, yep. first six months, if you are brand new to the gym, especially if you are severely overweight or even underweight, you are going to see physical changes mm-hmm. very quickly. You will. You will. I did myself. And I wasn't even 300 pounds, but I was heavy. Okay? But it'll happen quick. It really will. But you have to go into it knowing that instant gratification has got to go away. Oh, yeah. The desire for instant gratification has to go away. Otherwise, you will get discouraged. You will. And this is. I said this in a past episode where... The moment you start in fitness, you're signing a lifelong contract if you really want those results. Because, and I think that's one of the most true things I've ever said. Mm-hmm. And if you are constantly, okay, I worked out today, so I earned that bullshit meal tonight. Or I worked out three times this week, so I can go out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night and party. Yep. Like, dude. And, and the alcohol butchers your recovery. Exactly. Because yeah. you're putting down 8, 10, 12 beers all three of those nights. And it's probably all Bud Lights, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is is you're never going to see results that way. Yep. You never will see. And I'm not saying don't ever drink or anything like that. Like, go enjoy some drinking. It's yeah, fine. Don't ever sit here and I, just take what Wurtz and I are saying to the extreme. Like, of course, because we yeah. would be hypocritical. Now, granted, like, right now, and this isn't just because I'm on 75 Hard, although I guess by the time you guys listen to this, I won't be. You, yeah, but, yeah. But anyway... It's not even just because I'm on it right now. Like, I've kind of lost almost interest for drinking. Like, not necessarily that I'm going to give up for life or anything like that because I don't have a, an actual reason. It's not. Like, a, it's an not, actual event. Yeah. But I'm just like. It's not the same. I think I'm just super hyper-focused on my results right now, and it's working so well that I'm just really excited. Yep. And it's like, I'm not going to do anything that's going to put that in jeopardy. But that's me being in the gym for my, what, two or three years, having an understanding that I'm not going to see results every single day. As a matter of fact, you're not even really going to mm-hmm. see results week to week. You know, it's you probably yeah. will month to month, but 
if you have this idea of instant gratification, like it's just, it's never going to work. No. And so guys, of course we give you the fitness examples because you know, it relates to us really well. For sure. A good example when it comes to either the career or the, um, and or the entrepreneurship side of things is Mm -hmm. on, on Mitchell's end, when it comes to the the career slash going to college, et cetera, a good example of delayed gratification is that he knocked out what a year of college credit before you came to college. And then you picked a major that was very applicable to the modern world now that is now providing you with a good career and a really good career at that. And I think a lot of people go into like university, like you were talking about what you were talking about with university is just going in and just kind of partying and getting, you know, your business degree and you hopefully using it. And then you're in sales maybe, or you're in marketing yeah. <laughs> when you could have just it's like 18 and gone right to that. Exactly. But or gone to anyways. the trades and made, or double, gone. triple. Well, that, that's trades. another good route, but we're like, yes. we're saying like the people that don't yes. use college in the way that you did, or that someone who wants to become a lawyer or a doctor, yep. like somebody yeah. where you obviously have to go to school. But what was it? About a year of college credit, Mitch? Uh, yeah, I entered college yeah. with, well, no, it was over a year. I entered college with close to 40, 45 I th- credits. I think my sister and it, is going. And I was able to, I think because right, I entered so yeah. with that much, I was able to kind of dick around and do <laughs> like a couple of, through. well, no, a couple of classes that. I actually like was not doing for just solely my major. Like yeah. I literally like had fun classes. Did, did you do a fishing yeah. one? Yes, I literally <laughs> had a, a class that was about like fishing solely. And it was it was super interesting. <laughs> hey, you laugh at me. That no, shit, it's, that it shit is, was hella oh, interesting. It's just it's just well, wild. That's and, offered. And yeah. What is funny is a lot of people would just laugh at. Oh, he took a fishing class. That is applicable. You know how to fish, dude. It, that's that's like what what are they what are they what's the phrase? It's uh, teach a man to fish, and then he'll never he'll never be hungry. It wasn't even solely like about, like that, yeah. but like low key, that was like top three classes. I actually really I enjoyed that class. Yeah, but I think, um, and we you literally mentioned this before we started the micro dosing adversity. Yeah, um, how you're detail oriented, and if you're micro dosing that throughout the day, um, say you know like you guys were trying to talking about that extended dopamine with ten pushups or whatever. Well, that's also a micro dose where you're doing. Stuff that's not necessarily impossible throughout the day, mm-hmm. but stuff that's hard enough to push you that much farther ahead. Yeah. And in, in the mental side for me, yes, on on getting through college quicker, you know, save money financially, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Um, one big thing I, I attribute a lot of my success to is, I mean, you guys know I don't really enjoy talking to people. It's not the my <laughs> most favorite thing. Or going out to meet, I can talk to people, but it's not my most favorite thing to go out and meet new right, people. Right. Um, but immediately, my freshman year, literally, I was at school for a month, and I went to a job fair that was on campus at St. Cloud, and I, I printed out, I don't know, like twenty copies of my resume, and I literally went to the job fair and talked to people, recruiters, face to face, you know each person for at least 20 minutes, even though I'm a freshman, so I have very little chance of an internship or anything, mm-hmm. but I just talked to people and networked and forced myself out of my comfort zone to actually engage in people and be able to converse. And I attribute a big um, success, uh, you know, I, especially in the cybersecurity world, a lot of it is not necessarily education-based. To, to get your foot in the door, it's education-based, but to really level up is experience-based. Mm-hmm. And my internship at 3M, big, huge global company, mm-hmm. I attribute a lot of my success to, and I got that through networking directly yeah. and conversing with people. That's a hard thing to do. Most people don't want to talk to people face-to-face. Yeah. And that kind of goes on the conversation where up and down you know, the whole education system in the world today, um, you see 
easy cop-outs. We saw it with COVID. Zoom class. Zoom university. It was a joke. Yeah. It's a cop-out. I mean, yeah, you could literally your quizlet pr- the entire class. Yes, on, your professor yeah, asks right. you a question. You can either say your mic isn't working, your camera isn't working, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. There's a, so many cop-outs you can have throughout the education system, um, and I forced myself to go around those. Um, I would still force myself to go into class. I would force myself to sit in the front row, ask questions. It, it, it's yeah. micro-dosing that stuff that you don't want to do, mm-hmm. but you know that will make you far and away that much better right well and essentially what you were doing whether it's applied to an educational sense or in the gym or a financial Mm -hmm. sense is you're raising the standard correct you're raising your own personal standard each and every day and and that's a that's a big a big um point of this episode being the pursuit of pain and we'll kind of get into that here in a second what that actually means the pursuit of pain but if you are constantly raising your own personal standard like what mitch was doing there guys you know, he was continuing to do the hard things that that you do, and we continue to do the hard things that we do every day, such as going to the gym. Mm. Like it is, those are hard workouts. You know, you get through them and they're hard because we know we also know how to push ourselves. We're not just in there, you know, curling five pound dumbbells every single day. Well, yeah. speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten all my muscle from five pound <laughs> dumbbells. I actually, walk around the neighborhood like you know the neighborhood moms that go around and pump with the the one pound oh, yeah. wrist weights. Yep. Yep. Oh, if you I mean, hey, it'll it will talk give you about, some benefit. Don't get me wrong. It'll give you results. Talk about like, yeah, like yeah. body weight workouts can oh, be just yeah. as badass as oh, lifting five hundred pounds. I am toned. <laughs> Dude just has unbelievable forearms. <laughs> but jujitsu forearms. But um, you know, if you continue to do the hard things you do, okay, that's great. That's a great place to start, and you need to continue doing those. You should never ever. Those are staples. Basically, is the point. Those are staples, and those are those are things that can never fade away if you truly want to maintain the lifestyle that you either have or working towards or both. Okay, those can never ever ever go away. Whatever that is for you, the gym being included, especially for us. But if you are going to really get into this pursuit of pain, and we actually have a couple quotes here where scientifically this will have benefits for your body as well, but finding new ways to challenge yourself so like one and i can let you speak on this but like you just ran a half marathon not too long ago we haven't even talked about that on here yet i guess we haven't yeah like you ran a half marathon one for me personally would be when we did the murph uh was it two summers ago maybe was that are you talking about the first murph we did the it's the only one i've ever done personally oh yes Um, no no no, you're right you're right yeah yeah but uh, i believe that was a 2021 and and you and you were like i don't know if i'm able to do the pull-ups dude yeah uh, and guess what I did? Guess the what? 100 pull-ups. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's something that's in this book that Mitch has is um, basically when you when you place something up in your mind that it's going to be hard, this is going to be hard, this is going to be hard, and then you force yourself to get through it, you're going to quickly find out that, one, it either wasn't quite as bad as what you played it up to be because oftentimes we make stuff out to be a lot worse than what it's actually going to be in our own minds. 100%. You know? you probably made it out to be a lot worse sitting in the front of class oh, yeah. than what it actually was because now oh, yeah. you're seeing the benefits of that. Like, wow, if I wouldn't have sat in the front of class like I won I would have just had a looming question that I never would have asked yep. or I never would have gotten comfortable being basically in front of a lot of people while talking things like that a good example for myself on that is that San Diego trip very similar to your Th- job that's, fair that's what I was about to say where yeah. I had to and I'm a little bit different I don't mind socializing I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty good socializer I really I, I enjoy that mm. but in my eyes all these people at the baseball at the MLB winter meetings were just like superstars mm-hmm. in my eyes and like 
how could I ever associate with them? How could I ever talk to them? Well, guess what? You just go up and you start talking. Right. You know, you don't be an idiot. You don't be rude. You don't be annoying. You don't be a weirdo. But you stick your hand out. You shake your hand and you get through it and you learn from it and it's going to help. But that those all of those, everything we just listed, those are all examples of finding new ways to challenge yourself. Taking um, cold showers, getting into a cold bathtub, yep. getting into the sauna, running, just running in general. Like if I just continue to ruck every single day, eventually it's no longer pushing myself mm. because it's what I do every single day. But I have to find a new way, a new route, you know, new hills to go up or down, new distances to go, new weights maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, new speeds like somebody we know. New, <laughs> yeah. new speeds, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, that guy will be on the podcast here soon. But savage, um, yeah. But um, you, you, you know, in the gym, okay. Uh, last week I did in this. Well, I guess there is truth to this, but <laughs> last week I did two sets of six at three fifteen deadlifts. So this week I'm gonna try and get three sets. You know, things like that. So doing another set at the highest weight you can, or just doing another set in general, things like that. That's a good gym example. So you have to continue to find new ways to push yep. yourself and put yourself through new pain as well. Continue to release a new episode every week. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Like, continue posting. Continue <laughs> learning how to do better content. Stuff you like know, that. Only only get so many listens for so long and whatnot. Right. And then it starts slowly creeping up exactly start slowly creeping up right you start feeling like you're bringing a lot of value to people which you were originally but it's like mm -hmm. it starts feeling like it's really clicking now yeah exactly finding ways to step up that quality of the value ah, exactly right like somebody helped us with yeah right I don't like, know thank you mitchell yeah. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about shut up <laughs> yeah, yeah. too too humble on that one well one example so you mentioned mm -hmm. cold showers um so yep. here's an actual quote um from anna in the book. So she's talking about a uh, patient of hers um, who I believe was addicted to cocaine. Um, and he. Booger sugar? <laughs> Ski in the slopes. <laughs> Ski in the house. Anywho. Nicaraguan, <laughs> um, yes. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's, I've never heard that one. <laughs> okay, I can't lie. I took that from New Girl. <laughs> the TV show. Anywho, I'm sorry. Please go on. Anywho, so he was constantly chasing a high, and he almost he found that high in a cold baths. So here you're talking about raising the standards as well. So this um, eventually got to where he was almost addicted to cold baths, so to speak. He would put it. Wow. He would put it in like a deep freeze, and he found a thing where um, if you're in it for long enough, like your body heat will warm the water, which makes sense to well, me. Sure. Yeah. But he would get like a pump. That would like circulate the water. So it was at like, it was, you know, at 33 degrees. It never would, you know, raise from. Degrees. So he would open the deep freeze and, you know, it'd be, you know, ice. Frozen, right? Yeah. He would break it up and then it would circulate it right at 33. And it, so his body heat wouldn't raise it. So he never would, you know, be the, able to. <laughs> this be able, guy. Yeah. Is, is this is this Clark Kent? And <laughs> is, this, is his name David Goggins by no, chance? No. Oh, my God. But anywho, so the, the point is, is here's a quote from the book. Scientist at Charles University in Prague, writing in the European Journal of Applied Physiology, conducted an experiment in which 10 men volunteered to submerge themselves head out in cold water, 14 degrees Celsius for one hour, which is 37, not 37, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. In America, we use freedom units. Come on, people. Freedom units. Um, using blood samples, the research... That wasn't the quote. Also, she didn't say that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Using we're, blood we're samples, um, the researchers showed that plasma, blood, dopamine concentrations increased 250% and plasma 
norepinephrine, I probably pronounced that wrong. No, you got it. Concentrations increased 530% as a result of cold water immersion. I think it worked. Wait, say that percentage again. So dopamine concentrations increased 250% and plasma norepinephrine concentrations increased 530% as a result of cold water immersion. Gosh. Dopamine rose gradually and steadily over the course of the cold bath and remained elevated for an hour afterwards. Norepinephrine rose precipitously in the first 30 minutes, plateaued in the latter 30 minutes, and dropped by about a third in the hour afterward, but remained elevated well above baseline into the second hour after the bath. Dopamine and norepinephrine levels endured well beyond the painful stimulus itself, which explains Michael's statement, who was her patient, right after I get out, I feel great for hours. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, not at all trying to like compare to that, but when I take cold showers, yeah, it sucks ass. Like it, it you never get used I, to it. Ever. I have never once like enjoyed a cold shower. No, the only times you do is like if it's ninety five degrees outside, there, yeah, you're sure. just it's, it's done. A, it's a St. Louis humidity summer. Yeah, yeah exactly. But let's exclude that. Mm. It sucks. It's horrible. You never get used to it. Never, ever, ever, ever. But when you get out, you feel really, really good. I mean, you feel really good. Like it just, I it. It's kind of inexplainable. It's euphoric. Yeah, in a it's, way. It's definitely Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I could almost, in a way, see how this guy was getting addicted to it because you want you want to feel good. You want to feel good. Like like we said, you want to earn that mm-hmm. happiness. You want to earn feeling good. And if that's a way to do it, that's not going to you know destroy your body with like drugs. It's not going to destroy your mind like porn, stuff like that. Like, yeah, of course you're going to get addicted to something like that. Yep. You know what's crazy though? This is that is the definition of a micro dose right there. Exactly. Three minutes long. Yeah. Three to five minutes maybe. Yeah. For, for Hell, most, dude, for thirty most seconds. People. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. And because Mitchell, what you were talking about was actually what Huberman has been expanding on a little bit because he said like three to five hours that dopamine spike last, which is ridiculous. It's crazy because I mean I I'm, I don't know if there's anything else that could give you that level. I for that long. I mean for that I, long. I mean it would have to be like probably an, an LSD or like a mushroom trip or, or something like that or, I, or she talks you know, about a lot psilocybin well no human manufactured like opioids like synthetic there, there opioids are the okay, only yeah. thing yep. are the only things that can get you that high and that's, that's why ridiculous. we're having such a huge like Problem. um yeah. mm-hmm. fentanyl yeah that's why it's it, oh. it kills people like that because right. they're all synthetic manufactured drugs that mm-hmm. shoot you to the moon but that's on the exact that's the pleasure side we're discussing the pain side and here how pain can benefit you right. and balance out mm-hmm. that out. Right. Can can balance out that need for really negative pleasure. Correct. Right. In this case. Because, you know, when you leave the gym, you feel like you're on top of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you feel great, and that's that dopamine that's being triggered good, yeah. and whatnot, and, and you feel great. But then, I don't know, an hour later, you're not feeling the same way you did when you it walked out of the gym. I'm sure. not saying yeah. you're going to be sad and depressed, but you just don't have that high of – Feeling like you're on top of the world, honestly. Some people make too, that too much of their identity sometimes because they like they, they spend the hour after uh-huh. like really happy, and then they're like, "Dude, like this is the time where the gym sadness kicks oh, in." Oh yeah, I literally saw memes like that. Yeah, so that's the thing, I know guys. Exactly like, what you're like you, about. you shouldn't be just because, like, for example, let's say like in this in this research we just read mm-hmm. that you expect you you in your mind expect the dopamine to last for three to five hours, but then after that you're like, well. This is the time it wears off. Now what do I do? And now I got to go cry in a corner. Right. You you, <laughs> you can't set yourself in that headspace. Right. Just like the same memes we're talking about. There are literally guys that are 
are either videos or, you know, TikToks, reels, whatever that showcase. Basically, a dude, you know, on the way to the gym, super pumped up at the gym, super pumped after the gym for about an hour or so, you know, feels, feels, you know, super, super jacked, super happy, whatever. And then after that, gym feels kick in. Right. I have nothing else to look forward to in my day. Right. It's like, what? It's, it would, uh. it, another like comparison to that in the gym would be when you have a really good pump going. You know, you look at yourself in the mirror, maybe you hit some poses or you flex or whatever. You're like, damn, I look good. Mm-hmm. I'm vascular right now. Like, I, I look jacked. And then an hour later, you're like, man, I'm tiny. I'm so small. I'm so small. It's like, no, dude. You just had a lot of blood flow to your biceps. Yeah. Like, like no like, duh. Chill. No duh, dude. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly, exactly how it works. You so, take a pre workout that is designed to have, uh, to increase blood flow. Like, Literally, vasodilates you exactly. Like that's the idea. But think about that. That's also the the elevating the standard, raising the standard, mm. where eventually you won't need a pump to look that big. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You'll you'll just evil. yeah you'll right. just naturally flex and you'll be you you'll be diced. And that is delayed gratification. I Correct. Think. And that is exactly what you're hunting. Exactly. That is exactly what you should be yep. hunting. You should have seen Mitchell flexing in the mirror after 75 hard, guys. Oh. You want to about delayed gratification. Dude, oh. Dude's all of a sudden, he always made fun of me for flexing in the mirror. All of a sudden, now, <laughs> he's the one doing it every day. So I don't know what he's talking about. I've, I've never done <laughs> yeah, that. Never heard of that. Either. Yep. Yeah. Stop lying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm yeah. alone here. Stop the yeah. cap. Yep. Stop the yeah. cap. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. The, and the, we don't flex here on the yeah. Untapped Podcast, ladies and <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That slipped out. No. Check the video for check, that check one. Check the video. Check the YouTube. I'm blanking that out. We are on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There'll be a black square of that. Sorry. No one will see that. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> one thing I, I also kind of wanted to mention is um, Anna also discusses how you can inhibit a lot of pain with little pain. Um, mm. We see this in uh, physical remedies, and I think you guys probably know a lot about this cupping um, yep. acupuncture, dry needling. Uh, is that the same thing? Dry needle. No, no. Well, it it can be technically, but dry oh. needling is like along with the electrical stimulus. Gotcha. Yeah, it. electrical yeah. stimulus. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's the stuff where you like do a super hard massage? Oh, a deep tissue massage. Deep tissue yeah. massage. Mm-hmm. So d- doing that Norma stuff. Normatex would probably fit into this. Yeah, uh, Normatex yeah. are technically compression therapy too. Are they? And then, yeah, right. and then I think like. You know, like the massage guns, they're pretty much considered the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, some form of compression therapy. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the idea, and, and this could be in the mental side as well, is you're fighting, you know, your bigger pains, your bigger stresses with little pains that you can handle. Fighting one, pain with pain. One, exactly. One step at yep. a time. Um, one example is this is the, say, the stress of financials or, you know, you feel like you're lacking education. One way... I fight that. There's a big thing in the cybersecurity industry where you have imposter syndrome. There's so much Huge. to know. Uh, I think everyone, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hu- hu- it's like very big in the personal it's training everywhere. industry, too. Where, where yeah. you feel like you don't know anything. Yeah. Um, and you yep. question yourself daily. And one way you can combat that great big pain is to fight it with little pain. One way I fight it with little pain is I force myself to do an hour of self-education every day. It sucks. I don't want to sit down and or read or learn something every day. That's a little pain. It's an annoyance. It makes me work my brain when I don't want to work my brain. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the mental side. We can talk about the physical side as well. But that's that's a huge discussion in this book is being able to find that balance. By fighting that with pain, you can also level out your pleasure side via you know, having that stressor removed, right? You can yeah. get much more pleasure by removing that great pain through a little pain. Well, I mean, think think about how 
much long-term large pain that gets rid of for you by doing that hour of self-education. Because then what happens is, you know, your financial struggles become a lot less because all of a sudden your salary starts going up. You start demanding a higher salary because you have a lot more skills if you're an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mitch, that's perfect because then think about it when you have a family, you're also able to spend more time with your children. Yep. Because the fact that you now have a more flexible job that pays you a high salary because you have so many skills, they can't even get rid of you. Right. They're like, we can't lose this guy. Right. And you're able to only work for five hours a day or something right. like that. It would be more expensive for them to not have oh, you. Oh, yeah. Mm, it right. would be idiotic for them not to have exactly. you at that point in time. And the thing is, then you I mean, you work for five hours a day and it's really solid work, but then you go spend the rest of the time with your family. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now you take away the pain of, you know, especially as fathers not and we're not i mean none of us are fathers i should specify that i guess um but as as fathers you know one of the books i'm reading is the boy crisis i'll speak on that in the future but one of the pains as fathers is not spending enough time with their families because a lot of the times like they're the ones that stay latest at work they're the ones that show up early at work they're etc 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 so when you do that hour of self-education when you're 22 all of a sudden now when you're 35 then you only have to work that five hours and you can spend time with your son, your daughter, et cetera, your wife. And right. unfortunately, Boom. you see this in uh, in America. This is kind of a, a, a standard for folks who may be kind of stuck in a ruck. And it touches on on the first point um, where you'll get your paycheck on Friday and you'll blow it partying all weekend. Mm. And then you'll just do the exact same thing mm. week after week after week. And you're not fighting pain with pain there. You're fighting that pain of not being able to get out of that rut with a short two-day pleasure, right? and then you're right back where you started. And then you're complaining about Mm -hmm. not having enough money Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Well, change something then. Change something. And it's going to be painful. Exactly, exactly. And dude, Monday's going to be awful. And you're going to have some FOMO, you know? Like, you're going to have that that fear of missing out with with the boys out at the bar. And it's like, well, you're getting better. And they're not. And what did you just say? Fear of missing out, small pain. Exactly. Mm. In the long yeah. run, small pain for the long term, long term gratification. Yes, exactly. One hundred percent. They're gonna have I mean, a lot of pain when you pull up your new Lambo and they're driving a broken ass <laughs> VW. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, you're one hundred percent right, though. Yeah. 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 Um, big, big Euros guy, personally. Uh, but man, you know. just a dumb car. Come on, Lambo uh, trucks. What's wrong with them? Nothing wrong with those. It's a little sus. <laughs> I'd rather get the Lambo boat. That Conor McGregor. There's a Lamborghini. Okay, that, like that a Lamborghini that, yacht that Conor McGregor has. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. Badass. Is it 15 mil? Right. Oh, I have no idea. No. Somebody, I, easy, somebody honestly, easy like that. After yeah. seeing Tate's Bugatti, it's kind of nasty. Yeah, I, I, I never was Bugatti. like a Bugatti guy before. I saw that video and I was like, okay. This and then is, the this watch is that you can get with it. I, it's, yeah, it's sick. yeah. Anyway, I, I, um, sorry guys, we can't help ourselves. Exactly, but I, I just I really like the overall idea of fighting pain with pain. You know, another really good way is. Uh, you know, you have a mental stress, whether that's work, family, financial related, or, you know, breakup, stuff like that. Mm. Like the gym's a great place for it. <laughs> I know, I know we advocate for the gym and you guys probably think we're just meatheads and maybe we are to an extent, but <laughs> oh yeah, to an extent, but I mean, Jeff calls us meats, yeah, so yeah, exactly. we must be to a certain extent. Jacked, yeah. So. Thanks Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a great example. I mean, there are times where the gym I'm at, it's called house of pain. There's a reason for that sometimes. You know what I mean? Physical pain, mental pain. Like sometimes like I take that name very, very literally. You know, it can be a it can be a haven in a way. But, you know, I just I th- I like the overall idea of fighting pain with pain. Okay. You're going through something very, very difficult in your mind, fight it with a physical pain. You know, fight it with that physical pain. And you're yep. not only is your mind gonna be taken off of that other thing because you're accomplishing something else, but 
you're going to feel productive then too because, again, you are accomplishing something good for your mental and for your physical. Mm. So I just, I really, really like that fight, pain with pain. Um, you know, it's not like we came up with that because that's obviously a, a term that people use, but but I think there's a lot of truth to it. I really do. You know, so you speaking of breakups, you know, I th- and I've talked about this, I believe midway through season two is when we kind of dove, I dove into this a little bit deeper, but um, the, I, the, my last relationship um, after it ended, I clearly remember looking back on it and pretty much like probably two weeks to a month after it ended, I decided it was, you know, the only way I was going to handle this was to better myself. Yeah. So it was almost like what we're talking about with the large pain, which was the breakup and the mental heartbreak and the, you know, the heartache that came from that. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was that, there's a looming huge cloud of pain from that. Absolutely. But then each day it came with the gym. It came with physical fitness in general. It came with, you know, mentally working ourselves. It came with reconnecting with you. It I was came with say that was right around yeah. the time oh, that we it, did. It, yeah. it, and that that was part of the way you, the gym, us starting to build our dreams and whatnot. That right. started chipping away on helping me be able to recover from that heart yeah. heartache. Pretty what I would consider pretty well. Right. As as heartaches go, like everybody, you know, has their heartbreaks and whatnot. Sure. And they hurt. They hurt like a bitch. Sucks, man. But yeah. It was that slow, like again, like this is what we were talking about with the the small pain. The small pain to me is like this little chisel slowly carving out a statue mm-hmm. from that cloud of shit, basically. Dude, that I, that yeah. cloud of pain at yeah. that point in time, or that that big stone block of pain is now being chiseled by this little by this little small chisel of pain into a statue. And you're hammering away every day at it. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think that's a great way to put that, dude. I really do. Um, I think that's a really powerful message as well. You know, something we, this is a little bit of a side note, but you know, you said when we reconnected and building our dreams together and whatnot, which we are, which is badass. Pretty, pretty and, awesome. Yeah, that it's almost me, been, it's almost been three years. Yeah. October will be three years. Yeah, it will be. Well, yeah. October will be three years for extrication, but we started before exactly. that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But part of the reconnection that we had and what made it even more powerful was realizing that we had some similar dreams, but we didn't oh, really yeah. tell anyone about them because we thought we were kind of like, crazy for thinking those things yeah Yeah. right right oh but sus i mean you know a questionable did you get hard eyes for me or something well what's going on here bro i though that's another type of dream i won't tell (laughs) you i'll I'll tell you about later (laughs) (laughs) mitch but anyway like realizing like oh shit like we kind of have some similar ideas on some things like a hundred percent we should do this and so i think that's part of the reason that the universe and God and, and whatever else brought us back together was because we both were starting to think about those types of things, you know, and then you go through something like that. And at the same time, I'm overweight and like, boom, it was just like a perfect storm. And yep. here we are, you know, three years later, you know, like it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty poetic. Yeah. So we both had our own pains going on. And so we started fighting that pain with different pain Yep. of, I mean, how do we start a business? Like, how do we figure out how to no make clue. millions of dollars mm-hmm. and impact people's lives? And like, we can't be fitness influencers. Like, what? Like, how do we do all that? Like, this is gonna suck. Like, this is gonna be weird. Why don't I just continue working at a movie theater? But no, here we are. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's pretty cool. So all of that can kind of come together. And and so guys, just the the overall idea here and the pursuit of pain don't go out looking for physical pain. Like that's not, that's obviously not what we're saying here now. Now that we have kind of gone over, please don't get in fights. No, exactly. Exactly. But 
when you are dealing with pains in any way, mental pain specifically here, is finding a different type of pain and a different way to induce pain on yourself to then negate that other pain. So we just named off a bunch of situations where that directly applies. And we gave you a lot of ways that we've used pains to, or yeah, yeah, that we've used pain to fight pain um, that we have used. But then there's also just plenty of other examples that we covered as well that might apply to you as well. Um, and we even got science involved with with um, Dopamine Nation there, that book that, that Mitch has, which is pretty cool. And honestly, it's making me really, really eager to read that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but anyway, guys, like fight pain with pain, man. Fight pain with pain. Whatever that pain is for you, fight it. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got. 100%. Yeah. Uh, guys, at the end of our episodes, we're going to continue having Mitch ask us a question that is submitted by you guys, the listeners or viewers. Um, if you don't know how to submit those, DM those to us on our Instagram. We are at untapped.llp um, on Instagram. Facebook, I believe we are untapped now as well. It took us a second to get that switched. Um, and then there is also an email button on our Instagram too, if you would rather email that or just DM them to us personally. Either, either any of those ways works. They yep. go, all of them go straight to Mitch. Uh, we really don't even look at them. We don't dive into them. We give them straight to Mitch. He's got a whole bank. And he picks one out. So Mitch, yep. hit us with it. The cliche before we go into this, sure. it, it's just basically the cliche saying of um, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, 100%. Very I love that. That, from, that never gets old, dude. Yep. Yeah. Never. And then like a, a Goggins one is being uncommon amongst the uncommon. Yes. Like that, that's even that's even taking it further. Great saying. But it's awesome. Yeah, both of those lines are great. All righty. Um, so the question tonight is, what are ways to set reasonable expectations? Reasonable ways to set. Our what are ways to, ways to set, set reasonable, reasonable expectations? Ex- expectations? Mm. Yeah, I the first one that always that came to my mind right up hearing this because you know I've been doing this a lot at work lately and in general I've because Jeff talked about someone on their podcast on Give More Be More podcast where it was like the reverse engineering concept mm. and another and what another thing that stemmed off of that which I. Funny enough, learned in learned in college, and it's it's a very basic concept that I think a lot of people that get into business find and get into some, you know, form of probably commission based uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. A lot of times, that's pretty common. Um, but it's the idea of what's called smart goals, guys. So it's an acronym for smartest. This is a NASM thing too, right? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So again, this is a very common concept. Yeah. For those yeah. of you that don't know it, it's a uh, specific, measurable, attainable realistic and then time-based goals yep all five of those right there so yep. again if you need i'll go through them again specific so let's touch yeah. on each one so when we've talked about this in either season one or season two in a fitness episode specific mm, not yes. so change it yes. from yeah i want to lose weight no change it to i want to lose 20 pounds within within six months yep that that literally covers all of those uh, letters in that acronym. Very attainable. Measurable, 20 pounds. Uh, what's the A again? I'm blanking. I need uh, to know Attainable. This. Attainable. Okay, six months. Definitely an attainable definitely. amount of time to lose 20 pounds. Realistic, 100% realistic. Time, six months. That's exactly how it works. Boom. I want to make $100,000. Don't stop there. Because that, that could be I your goal. I want to make $100,000. Okay. By, how, how are you going to get by, there? By, by <laughs> 85%. Five? Yeah, right. Like, right, right. <laughs> I want to make a hundred grand in six months or whatever. I want to make a yeah. hundred grand in twenty twenty three. Boom. That is how you get 
or yep. that is how you use smart goals, with, whether with, it's fitness, internet, financial. It's very possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That absolutely it is. Um, so yeah, the smart goals is a great, great, great way. Yeah, right, to, I mean, re- to we talk about real estate. Yeah, you know? we we haven't set specific goals with that yet. But right, we will. right. You know, that's that's one thing. I mean, specific could be you know, I will own a three family unit or three family property or yeah. something like that within this time period, within 2023. Exactly. Just like that. Exactly. That's, that covers that. I Honestly, that, for me at least, always helps break something down as reasonable. And to me, it relates a lot to that reverse engineering. The reverse engineering concept, guys, is like you start at the absolute top tier of your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, be a billionaire, I guess, could be a good sure. example of that. And then you like branch it down like a tree. For those of you yep. on video, you're kind of seeing me go where I'm going. Like basically like send out roots from each yeah. of those roots and reverse engineer it down the way. And those those roots are the ways to get to that. Yep. And then off of those roots, they have roots. And then off of those roots, there's roots on that. Because yep. obviously to become a billionaire, you can't do that overnight. Well, yeah, because so. you see become a billionaire and that's like, uh, is that realistic? Right. I, how do I, and then all of a sudden, like Mitchell just said, like that's not reasonable. Like if, if you don't actually break it down to the point where it's like, okay, daily I'll have to be doing this. Eventually right. you get to that point. You know, in the morning I'll have to be doing this. Right. At lunch I'll have to do this. Mm-hmm. At dinner time I'll have to do this. Absolutely. Learning to use the law of attraction in your favor. Yep. Learning to use the things that the secret, the book The Secret talks about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which and we like, which we before we knew about it used to reconnect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. One hundred percent. I think so something that I do were you no finished. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Something that I do is, and and this isn't this is going to come off as making it easy on myself, and that's not at all what this is. But creating um, situations that I know I can win, mm. I know I can be successful in. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. basically, in order, and what we'll, say the original question again? I'm I'm blanking on the wording you use, but basically, what I'm wanting to do is stack small wins on top of each other because I know it's going to lead to a big win. Yeah. So, what are ways to set reasonable expectations? Set reasonable expectations. Okay, so... So, if, I, yeah, like Jacob just described, you don't just say, I'm going to be a billionaire. Okay. You have to be able... You have to set these that are attainable. Set these steps yes. that are attainable. So Correct. Attainable. That's the word I was looking for. I, I set attainable situations for myself so I know mm. that I can attain them. Again, it's not just, you know brush my teeth like that for some people maybe <laughs> we, that we, is we did talk about that one that's yes. yeah it's kind yes. of funny yeah for some people maybe that is for, the, i'm gonna be I honest mean, like dude, br- brush your teeth yeah like, i mean breast stinks if, if you're missing like four that, teeth like you're yeah. i mean you're you're have to get some veneers dog no nah, <laughs> that that's for british people <laughs> well at least <laughs> damn it or the eureka walmart man imagine like nationalizing your healthcare. oh wait countries are made. never mind breaking, anyway breaking news anyway um so so Setting myself up for success is basically yeah. what I'm doing. And even if that's something incredibly hard, you know, like, um, I don't know, like the Murph, like the Murph. Yeah. Okay. That's the goal there. How do I, how do I put myself in the best position to be successful at the Murph? I train for it. I run, I do pushups, I do pull-ups, I yep. do squats, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe you follow the Murph workouts that they you put on the Instagram. Murph workouts. Yeah. yeah. Literally for free. Yeah. yeah which by is, the way. which is sick. Yeah. By the way, they're awesome. Anytime you get free, like for those of you that, or like, I don't know if I get into fitness. There are free workouts on social media. Yeah. Try to just find it from a credible person. Please. Yeah. Like and Murph and the Murph workouts are incredible. Incredible people. hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, even Brad Martin, he does a lot of free stuff oh, yeah. too. Like oh, and, yeah. and I would one hundred percent vouch for him. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway, I basically set attainable things for myself. Things that I know I can attain, and they're small things, 
but things I know I can attain that are going to be like, okay, hey, I accomplished that. Now let's move on to the next one. Okay, now I can accomplish that. Okay, great. I accomplished that. I feel good. Let's mm-hmm. move on to the next one. So throughout the day, you are constantly accomplishing things, so you are always being productive. And that's sort of a 75-hour thing, I guess. Um, I mean, definitely definitely yeah, related yeah. to it in a way. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, that's just that's a method I use. Now, yeah. my question for you there. Sure. Do you set only daily attainable wins or do you set weekly attainable wins and monthly, et cetera, hmm. too, sometimes ever? You know, if I'm being 100% honest, it's usually daily. Yeah. Um, and that's that's honestly probably something I need to do better is set more long-term goals. The, because, the reason I literally ask that because I don't myself. Yeah. And I, sh- I feel like I should. And it, it's yeah. very difficult. And something that I just did, oh, I don't know, probably three to four weeks ago, the, t- the actual timeline doesn't really matter, but is I finally actually made a vision board. And it is nice. in my room, yep, my room hanging. You You've that. seen my cork boards that are full of different ideas yeah, I cool. use for Merry cool. Mondays. I have some quotes up there, a few pictures of the boys and whatnot. Um, but Gang. I, I took down some old stuff from one of them, and I was like, okay, I've read The Secret. I listened to what Andy talks about on that kind of a topic of the law of attraction. I've read other things from other sources on the law of attraction and, and what seeing like actually seeing things in your mind, what it can actually do mm-hmm. for you. I'm like, why the hell would I not try and do this for myself? Like, why would I not, you know, if, if I'm reading this in the secret and it says, you know, um, essentially what you continue to think about and what you continue to say you want rather than, so if you focus on what you want rather than what you don't want, like you're going to attract those things. That's a horrible explanation of that. But, <laughs> but, it, but, but it pretty much covers a it better up, yeah. way. Actually, a better way to say it is if you're constantly thinking of the things you don't want, like, um, I don't, I don't want to have bad health. You're going to get sick because you're constantly thinking about not Hy- hypochondriac. Wanting, exactly. Mm. So if you're constantly thinking about, I want to have good health, I will have good health. I want to have good health, stuff like that. Like you're going to be healthy. You will. And that sounds crazy just hearing it, but like, if you actually read the book and it goes into more in depth and says it a lot better than what I just did, it makes sense. Like it's it's the craziest thing because I was a little skeptical of this book. I really was. Mm-hmm. Full transparency. I was very skeptical. I'm like, there's no way if I just start thinking about stuff, it's going to happen. I've already experienced it. That's it's sick. It's crazy. That's sick. And it's not just like, I'm going to sit here and think I want a million dollars tomorrow. Like, no, that's not how that works. Like, it's or not how that guys, works. Guys, words just meditate live, yeah. on, live on the podcast, <laughs> live on just, just in case but, you missed it on YouTube. But but there is truth to it and, it, and it's crazy. And it literally goes through real life examples in the book. And like, it, it's just, it's insane. And I highly recommend it to everybody. But I finally made this vision board. So every single day, I'm seeing my goals. I'm seeing the type of house that I want to have. I'm seeing um, a certain car that I want certain like social media things that I want, certain podcast things, even things for us here. I'm seeing them, literally seeing the numbers. And I, it's kind of funny. Like I know how to basically change a website and I know you know how to like inspect Mitch. Like obviously it's a somewhat basic thing to do, but like, <laughs> like I could go on ESPN and you know, Jacob Wirtz named greatest slow pitch softball pitcher ever. And it looks like it's on the front headline of ESPN. Now it wouldn't change it for you, but it would on my screen. So mm-hmm. I went to different, companies that I want to be involved in and I had and I went to how we see our Spotify and Apple Music stats for the podcast and I changed the numbers to what I want to see. I changed and Man. put my name into certain things in the actual website and then I printed it off. I took a screenshot, printed it off, it's hanging up in my room. 
That's and it's in, sick. That's incredible. Yeah, it's super cool because now I'm seeing it like, you know, I, I don't want to say it because like it's mine, but like you're seeing it and it's like, yeah. damn, like it's it's real right there. So I know what I need to do to make it real in real life. And it's cool. It's super, super powerful. And so that's another thing that I, I use to set attainable things. I know that's not a directly answering the question there, but it's still helpful. I, I mean, it's still free game. Yeah, that's still exactly. a really good free game. Yeah. yeah, there's just something about seeing it. Seeing is believing. Mm-hmm. You know, you see Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus is real. <laughs> I still believe he's real. Yeah, he is. That was yeah. some extra yeah. sauce. That was good stuff. That was some really, yeah, that was good really stuff. nice kinda, extra sauce. Kind of went off there or yeah. went on a tangent there for a little bit, but I don't know. That's that's some, the methods some I Chipotle use. Chipotle Ranch yeah. top of the pod there. You know Chipotle Ranch. Look, Chipotle <laughs> Ranch is great. Okay. All right. Well, we are going on uh, an hour here for this episode, guys. So, so we're losing, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Guys, I know you found some value in this episode if you stuck around this full hour, and I really hope you did. Um, and, guys, we are just, again, like we said in episode one, we're super excited about season three, all these new formats, diving into new topics and whatnot. Again, we have guests lined up, um, and we're just we're really excited about this year for Untapped. Like, we are finally going full untapped. We are super, super excited about this. So, guys, we appreciate you being here. If you ever have any uh, questions for us, comments for us, like, do not hesitate to reach out and let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, continue sharing the show. Please tell your family, friends about it. Text it to people. Put it on your Instagram stories. That helps us grow so, so much, and it really means the world to us. It's, it's just so cool to hear from you guys. It, it really, really is. is. Like, that was well, it's season three when it started around, and I have people asking me in person, uh-huh. which is, one, awesome. It's and so two, cool. you see it on social media, especially yeah. on Instagram. Like, people are like, like, fire episode. The boys really brought it this yeah. one. Like, even, like, little stuff like that. Yes. It is, by the way, it's free to do that. Just, just in case you enjoy right. our stuff, it is free. It doesn't exactly. cost you anything. It doesn't take any effort. No one's going to judge you for having yeah. a podcast on your Instagram story. Like, uh, I know you guys see oh, me filling who, my story yeah, who, who's with this, Who's this pussy who put untapped podcasts on their story? <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not what they're going to say. Yeah, right. Like, put right. it on there. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, please continue to do that. Thank you for listening. Until next time, peace and love. Thanks, guys.